Welcome to Finance with Factor, a place you can come to laugh and learn from local experts about everything related to the world of real estate. Each week we cover a unique topic to help you understand the mortgage industry, navigate the home buying process, and grow your business while maintaining a slice of sanity. Now that he has climbed safely atop his soapbox, here is your host, a senior loan officer with Mortgage Network, Jason Factor. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finance with Factor. Today is a very special edition of this podcast. As you know, I created this podcast to help keep people informed, take you behind the scenes on the real estate world, the lending market, and particularly the financing of real estate. Today is sort of a niche product that not a lot of people know about or at least know enough about, including myself. And so today, I'm very, very happy to be joined by someone who I consider a friend and a colleague, Lynn Coffin. Lynn is one of about 170 certified reverse mortgage professionals in the country. There aren't very many of them. There's a reason reverse mortgages get a quote-unquote bad reputation. It's because the people doing them don't know what they're doing. If you don't see the CRMP at the end of their name, they shouldn't be doing reverse mortgages for you. Lynn is one of the people that should. So I'm very happy to be joined by Lynn Coffin today on Finance with Factor to learn all about reverse mortgages. Before we really get going into the content, though, maybe I should pause and ask, what made you want to specialize in reverse mortgages? So I was um, I was a traditional loan officer like you, and my <laughs> you mother-in-law... Say, you say that, right? you say that almost fittingly. <laughs> Yeah, so traditional loan officer, my mother-in-law had retired with a savings and a budget um, and found every month um, as, as a, a, a single a single woman, she just was drawing down from her savings. And she's like, I am going to outlast my money. But she was sitting on a home that she owned outright and she came to me and said lynn how can you help and i was like oh i like you don't quite qualify for anything and so i happened to um because she had received aarp magazines at the time i was like what is this article about a reverse mortgage and so we ended up exploring one for her through at that time wells fargo um because again this was right it was around so limited 2000 yeah. yeah it was a long time ago and it was not only in the end, the right thing for her, but I just said, oh my goodness, I had never heard of this. You know, I need to learn about them. And so at that point, I went to the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Conference that was being held down in Miami. And there are, I of think, course it was 40, in Miami. <laughs> yeah, 47 people, I believe, attended that year. And it's funny because I continue before the pandemic, I was going, and, and there was like seven to 800 people now, you know, in the past decades. But ultimately, what I did was we did a reverse mortgage for her. It made a world of difference. And then I just gradually started you know change career paths as much as anything else it sounds like it was a passion project yes 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 and i said and i i haven't shopped and and it's providing that 
uh, peace of mind or that sense of financial security or helping people um, make modifications to their home, you know, as they as they age or uh, when one loses a spouse and all of a sudden their income drops, you know, or I'm, I was going to say, I've seen my share of, you know, there's, it's called great divorces, people in after, after their children have mm -hmm. left the nest, you know, they're divorcing and it enables one person to buy out the other so mm -hmm. one can stay in the house. It's children inheriting um, their parents' home and they want to move there and retire, but they're can't quite, you know, there's taxes and this and that and deferred maintenance. And so lots of examples. Outside of previous customers, where do most of your referrals come from? My job as an in-house loan officer is to indeed um, get referral from my work colleagues. So, so it's mostly other might... loan officers that are saying, yeah, we don't quite qualify for something conventional. I can't refinance you, but but, there might be mm -hmm. another solution. Correct. Yep. Or they have family members or they know financial planners that, you know, people are going to be outliving their portfolios. And um, so all of those likelihoods, but I'm not actively out and about right now. So it's word of, it's been word of mouth. I want to learn as much as I can about reverse mortgages. I feel like it is a topic that's going to come up more and more. I've had a lot of financial advisors asking me about it lately as their populations sort of begin to age. And in this market, it's it's so hard, right? Because like if you've owned your house for 30 plus years, 40 years, you've got a ton of equity in it, but there's nothing for you to buy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine, uh, I'd imagine that's a lot of the calls you're getting these days, right? I am, and that's why they're, um, it, it's funny, they're not loans of last resort. They are indeed that are um, people that are proactively trying to capitalize on on their home equity to be able to, you know, forge a better retirement path. So, so, so in, all, in all honesty, teach me a little bit about how they work, because I think I know a little bit about how they work. And this is why whenever someone calls me for them, I say, there are two ways that I can do this. I can, I can technically run with it and I can pay someone to, you know, be my Cyrano de Bergerac and coach me through it. Or I could just hand it over and let you have a good experience. <laughs> so, so, and I'd imagine that's how it works in most banks, right? Like if you just call bank X they'll do a reverse mortgage for you, but there's someone who actually knows what they're talking about on the other end, hopefully coaching them through it. Cause chances are they don't do this for a living. Right. And so I'm always kind trying to do that self-evaluation, you know, trying to determine what a client is hoping for or what they need to accomplish. And, and from there kind of backtrack in to see whether or not it's viable or feasible. Um, you know, people don't dream about getting a reverse mortgage, but they desire all of the things that a reverse mortgage can offer. So once you open that up to them, you know, and they see those possibilities of, you know, what people use them for, then they're a lot more receptive. So, so open it up for me. Tell me a little, like, how, how would you describe it to a client who's coming to you scared for the first time? 
or when Tina introduces someone to you or Michael or any of the other people that I've sent your way, when they talk to you for the first time, how do you start that conversation? I'm doing that initial evaluation as they're trying to explain to me what they're trying to accomplish. I, in turn, I'm looking to make sure that it's viable and that it's a good both short-term solution as well as a long-term solution. So I, I'd like to find out how do they intend to use their proceeds. I want to make sure it's going to last for as long as they want to live in their home. I'm trying to make sure that they're going to fully understand what their obligations are on a reverse mortgage. And indeed, the beauty of a reverse mortgage is that there are no required monthly payments. You know, there's no prepayment penalty to reverse mortgages, but there are certain obligations. So the customers must be able to pay their ongoing property taxes and their homeowner's insurance. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of a financial assessment to make sure that this is a long-term sustainable solution. So, so how does it actually work? It work. It's, it's essentially, it's like an annuity, right? So if I have X number of, um, like if I have this much equity in my home, you're the the bank or whatever programs banks use to do the assessment is saying based on their age and all this, they're going to live for another 30 years. So we're going to pay them X and that will eventually get to the equity. And we're essentially, we're buying the home from them monthly and giving them the, as instead of them paying us monthly, correct? Um. I will um, let me kind of correct a few things. So, Please do. That's what that's what I'm hoping say, for. Yes. So and that's why we can also after talk about kind of misconceptions about reverse mortgages. So a traditional reverse mortgage is a they're called HECMs, and that acronym stands for a home equity conversion mortgage, and it's a loan that's federally insured. Um, that it's offered to homeowners that are over the age of 62. So there is a minimum age requirement. And you are able to access a portion of the home equity, okay? And you retain title to your house, and there's no monthly payment that's required. However, the amount of equity that you can receive, like a client can receive, is going to be based on the type of program that they want, what their age is. The older they are, the more equity they can receive. It depends on what the value is of their home and what interest rates are. And so kind of working with actuarial tables and, and a, um, a computer program model, we determine how much they can access. So say someone owns a $500,000 house and they're 62 years old. Based on current rates right now, they'd be able to access about 50% of their home's equity. So in this case, they'd be able to get about $250,000. And from that $250,000, First and foremost, if they have any mortgages on the property, we have to use the funds to 
replace those mortgage. We pay that mortgage off, um, leaving them with whatever the balance is. So maybe they have 250000 but they right now have a $50,000 mortgage on their property. So we pay that off. We eliminate that required monthly principal and interest payment, and then we give them access to a $200,000 line of credit. Or if they want a monthly payment stream, you know, if they're looking to retire or if they're looking to supplement, you know, um, Social Security or delay Social Security, we take that 200000 and we translate it into a monthly payment um, that they can receive for the rest of their lives. Reverse mortgages aren't meant to mature um, during, during the owner's lifetime. They mature on their 150th birthday or when they, you know, or when they sell or they pass away. If I make so, it to 150, I'm good with whatever happens to my house happening to my absolutely. house. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to come, you know, I'm certainly not going to be the one calling it due, but it's to give them that opportunity to remain in the house payment free for the rest of their lives. And so say if somebody just right now wants that safety net, you know, is I'm still working, but let me um, let me have have this money available in the event something unexpected arises, whether it's a health emergency or some needed home repairs, because so many people have been in their homes for Mm -hmm. you know, 15, 20, 30 years, and all of a sudden there's a lot of deferred maintenance at a time when, you well, know, a $25,000 new roof is yeah. not something that's been budgeted for. And, 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 at a, and at a time when maybe they've been a tinker and they've kind of done stuff themselves over their lifespan, but as they get older, it's getting harder and harder and they're just not able to do a lot of the work themselves. So now they have to pay someone to do it for the first time. Absolutely. All of, you know, all of those things. So we give them that safety net and maybe, as I said, a line of credit or we can give them some cash up front or maybe it's someone who's looking to um, retire and, you know, snowbird down in Florida. And so we're able to give them that, you know, uh, extra, extra so, cash. So I heard you say a couple of things. I heard you say the program they want are you referring is that when you say program you want are you referring to the fact that you want the monthly payment versus the lump sum of equity right okay mm -hmm. and then that lump sum of equity can be used for like you just said a, a bunch of things i'd imagine to to one of the things prompting me into this conversation of sort of i'm seeing people using these funds to even buy homes correct like to avoid the buy-sell contingency or to tap some of that equity or to just have it so that if in the future they need to buy, they have the liquidity that they need? Because I've heard you talk exactly. about reverse to purchase as well. Correct. And so with a reverse to purchase, it might be because they're looking to downsize. Um, they may be looking to upsize, you know, and add in the blended families and the multi-generational families. But mm -hmm. indeed, with a reverse to purchase, you sell, you can sell your existing home because keep in mind on the reverse for purchase, it, the new property has to be your principal place of residency. Correct. So say you sell your, your current home for $500,000 and you're able to 
buy a new home for 400,000 instead of, because you're downsizing, instead of taking all that $400,000 in cash and putting it, you know, towards, towards the purchase, what you can do is get a reverse for purchase and use 250,000 of the reverse proceeds to go towards the down payment. And then you can use the other 200,000 of the cash from the sale of your home, leaving you then with a good safety net, you know, of 300,000 in liquid assets. And now you so, have that money to go invest or put mm -hmm. into retirement or, or whatever it is. Indeed, it gives you lots of, yes, absolutely lots of breathing room. Um, and then are you seeing any general trends in that? I, I'd imagine as inventory is lower, is there like a recall period on that um, on that approach to home buying where they, they can only do it after a certain period of time or anything like that? Are there other, I guess, what, what do you call them, obligations or restrictions? On the reverse on, for purchase? Yeah. If just needs to be you cannot do it for a second home so that's the, that's the main requirement it has to be your principal principal place of residency um and if you haven't yet sold your house of course then there's a, a whole set of qualifying you know qualifying yeah. rules but otherwise it's pretty straightforward it's just truth a bit a little bit difficult because of course this loan um does indeed require um fha appraisal and underwriting criteria and so therefore in the current market when people are outbid you know when they're being outbid for other properties and no financing contingencies and this and that um it, it was a little more difficult and now i'm just seeing the just saying the swing i i closed one last month um on a purchase i have two others that people are looking for properties right now we've done the pre-approval on so absolutely with a little bit of change in the market um things are are expanding it's a what, very underutilized program because people are unaware of it what is the timeline for a reverse mortgage because i know they the timeline isn't the same as say even a refi on a conventional loan necessarily correct and we always ask that um upfront you allow about 45 to 60 days and the one thing that's different with a reverse mortgage is that you indeed before a lender can take an application you must speak with a licensed consumer credit counselor so you need to have that um, satisfy that requirement before you can move forward with the application process and sometimes people have already started looking at homes before they've been counseled and it might take you a week or two you know to get a counseling session scheduled was that always so, required Lynn or was that new with the uh, post crash with Frank Dodd no I was gonna say it's always been a requirement and kind of the goal is of course you have lenders that whenever you're um, closing on a reverse mortgage and, and that's again why as well the importance of the, the having the reverse mortgage professional is you want 
an unbiased third party that has no financial interest in the transaction, kind of make, helping the customer um, be aware that what their requirements are, you know, um, just kind of making them comfortable with the whole process and that we've done our due diligence and we're not convincing someone or coercing someone into um, into getting a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Why, so, why do reverses get such a bad obligation? Is it is it devious behavior in, in the past or is it misuse? Is it just that there are only 170 people who actually know what they're talking about? <laughs> um, a little bit of all of those. There are so many misconceptions about a reverse mortgage. You know, um, they've been kind of... Unfortunately, even though there's been decades of efforts, you know, reverse mortgages, they have a st stigma there. You shouldn't get them unless you have no other options, that they're a mortgage of last, last resort, um, that the bank is going to own Take the house instead yeah. of recognizing that a HECM is simply a loan, that you always remain the owner of your home, you're free to sell it or leave it to your heirs, you know, um, that. And you have, so after, let's say I have a reverse mortgage and I pass away and I pass the home down to my, to my heirs, whether it's my kids, my grandkids, my nephew, whoever, the executor uh -huh. of my estate, doesn't matter. They have correct. two years to, correct? No, no I was going to say, they have a year. One year, so, okay. um, And it's technically, I, I'll i kind of retract from that. They have, according to the note in the mortgage, they have six months to sell the home. And then you can request up to two additional 90-day extensions. Gotcha. Um, and, so, and so that gives you time to settle the estate and go through whatever you need to do, list the home and, and sell the home or prep it for sale, whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. And so upon death of the last remaining homeowner, the foreclosure process and notifications will begin because in various states they can take, you know, a year or so to process. So they begin that and it's very important that the heirs reach out to the servicer and share their intentions. And the reason why you can receive those extensions is because not all markets are like what we're currently in. You know, properties sometimes do take six months to a year to sell and to settle an estate. And so as long as you're working with the servicer, they will um, or they should be able to make those extensions for you. Generally, it's a just... servicer, any servicer, foreclosure is the last resort. They'd much rather you sell your home and give us the money than me take your property. Absolutely. And... Reverse mortgages are what are known as non-recourse loans. And what that means is um, the home alone stands for the debt. So the most that will ever have to be repaid is the value of the home. And if the home isn't worth enough to pay off the loan balance, FHA will cover the shortage. All right. So Which that has to be one of the biggest misconceptions that you come upon, correct? Absolutely. People are, are always so afraid that, you know, they're, they've, they want to leave something to their heirs. And, of course, the one guarantee is that, well, you'll certainly never leave 
any debt to your heirs, but they are by design. We're conservative in the amount of money that we give you so that sure. traditionally home banks, properties. Banks aren't altruistic. Case, you know, banks aren't known for their altruism. They aren't here to, to hand out free money. They're trying to make a calculated risk decision. And if you outlive that risk, good on you. Right. I mean, yes, absolutely. Yep. So and, hopefully and now, your appreciation is going to. Um, offset, you know, the loan balance as it's growing, because although these loans don't require monthly payments, they are not interest free. You know, there is interest that's accumulating over time. Um, and and you, it, you mentioned one thing, you said your last remaining um, holder on the note, or, or last remaining homeowner. Does every homeowner on a reverse mortgage have to be above 62? So can... They, can I put they my do. kids on deed and title eventually or no? No, okay. no, no. I was going to say that's, um, you cannot. So any owner of record um, needs to be age appropriate. And so the loan does, so if it is a husband and wife and one of them passes away, the loan stays in place until the second one passes away or sells the property. And And, and this is, I mean, the reason that I need to learn so much more about this, and frankly, everyone needs to learn so much more about this, is because baby boomers are hitting this age point, right? So the biggest generation we've ever had in the country is hitting an age where suddenly they're eligible for these products, they're retiring en masse, particularly post-pandemic. And and I'd imagine you're starting to see a lot more demand in, in a, such a tight inventory market for how do I just stay here? I don't want to sell. Absolutely. You know, um, in the age 62 plus demographic, there's more than 10,000 people a day becoming eligible for the program. And I think the latest statistic is that there's over 7 trillion in untapped home equity for people in the demographic, you know, and this loan, there's been almost a million people who have used this loan and it's becoming more and more, more and more popular especially now. What's the biggest obstacle when you speak with financial advisors, maybe not even with the with the borrower, certainly with the borrower, I'd imagine it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'd imagine it's just, like you said, I want to leave some to my heirs, fear of reputation. But when you speak with realtors, when you speak with financial advisors, is there a key obstacle or, or hump you have to overcome in the conversation? I think once, you know, I start explaining that those are misconceptions, you know, that indeed the bank owns the house, indeed that I'm not going to have any equity to pass on to my ears. You know, once you start to address all of that and say, you know, what, what can it accomplish for you and what's the difference it will make in your life right now? And um, then I have, I have some news for you. The bank owns all of my house too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford. Like, who? I can't afford my house. What are we talking about? I pay monthly. Well, it was interesting because my, you know, my clients that are in my eighties are still a little debt adverse. You know, um, although sure. health and all these other issues, but the clients in the sixties who have kind of always had that more, you know, mm -hmm. they are not. And again, um, 
people are taking advantage of it now because of course there's no guarantee it's going to be available in the future you know and with interest rates rising you might not be able to receive as much money as you can now and the same thing if home values you know how does how does that work with interest rates are they locked or do they float can you refinance if rates drop can you refinance from one reverse to another reverse um, yes, indeed. You can do a what's known as a Heckam to Heckam refinance. There are certain criteria. There are anti-churning rules. And sure. so I'd imagine those... mortgage yeah, has to be in place for a minimum of a year. There has to be a bona fide advantage of mm-hmm. doing this, you know, so. Um, and those are all consumer based protections so that so that vampires like yourself can't prey on all the old people and take all their home equity um which makes a ton of sense right like i mean and and it's also why even even we have to be i mean even i have to be so careful when someone comes to me and says i want to help my mom buy a house it's like does mom really want to buy a house i kind of need to talk to mom right Mm -hmm. and that's you know, I, I, it's a lot of empowerment on my end for, you know, helping people think or envision a different future than what they have right now. You know, I have somebody that I, I'm speaking to, they have, they want to retire. They're not quite 65 um, or 65 and a half to get their full um, social security benefits, but they have to have some unexpected surgery and the reverse mortgage is going to, um, allow them to be able to stop work while they have their secure, um, while they have their surgery, because we're going to eliminate that monthly mortgage payment. And then they are going to have access to a line of credit, you know, to draw from until she reaches retired you know her 65 and a half next december so we've kind of got it all planned out that this gives her the peace of mind so you know um as opposed to the worry right now and putting off that surgery because i can't afford to be out of you know to be out of work and all of those things so i mean i can tell you you and i have teamed up i don't know we we team up at least a handful of times every year since Uh since i started um, in the business. And I, I mean, I work with a lot of first time home buyers and very grateful lifelong customers. The people that call me in tears that are the most grateful are always the people that get to work with you. Thank you. It's very, very, um, 20 years now. And I just, you know, people started out being kind of my, Initially, my grandparents, you know, could be my <laughs> grandparents, and then it was like they could be my parents, and now I'm like their peers. <laughs> so I just have formed lifelong, yeah, lifelong bonds with people because of the difference that we were able to make, you know, from the little things to the big things. Well, I so. appreciate you doing this with me. I, um, I do want to make sure that if people want to reach out to you directly with follow-up questions that I'm not qualified to answer, that they know how. What What is the best way for people to get hold of you? Uh, certainly, either by uh, email, which is lcoffin at mortgagenetwork.com or via my cell phone, which is 603-491-2349 or through you. And I know that 
I will You'll gladly, I will gladly find you, even if you're on a boat on vacation. Apparently, I will search you out and make you sit down with me and have a Wonderful. conversation. <laughs> Anytime. Well, thank you, Lynn. I really appreciate you making the time to do this, especially while you are on vacation. But I think that is a testament to you and the service you provide. So thank you. Thanks, Jason. Enjoy your day. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Finance with Factor. Please remember to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Then if you really like us, unsubscribe and resubscribe again. Of course, that can be our secret, but it helps our ratings. Have an idea for an upcoming topic you want us to cover? Post a comment. For the full video version of this episode or any of our previous episodes, please find, like, and follow Jason on YouTube or Facebook at Jason Factor Mortgage Network and on Instagram at Finance with Factor. All content on Finance with Factor is self-published by Jason Factor, Senior Loan Officer, NMLS number 1401985. All rates, guidelines, and advice discussed on this episode is subject to change. For a full list of disclosures, visit the License and Disclosure page at jasonfactor.com.